I want I agree in that sense, but like I said, when we talk about being stuck in the middle, there's a middle ground where there's problems on both sides. You asked me a question earlier where where's the issue on African American sides? Where's the issue on African sides? You guys, we both are looking at each other, looking at the problem, and not necessarily looking at the upper hand. You're listening to Stuck in the Middle Podcast. A platform for entrepreneurs, innovators, artists, and movers and shakers of African descent. Hear stories, ideas, experiences, and advice on breaking the mold. This episode is brought to you by our online store. Visit sitmpodcast.com to shop Stuck in the Middle Podcast gear. Yo, yo, Stuck in the Middle Podcast. Welcome to another episode. I'm one of your hosts, Uncle AK. And I'm Reflex. How y'all feeling out there? Hey man, I feel good. You know what I'm saying? It's Mother's Day weekend. Shout out to all the mothers. Mm-hmm. Hey, on the mothers, mo, in DC style. Yeah, man. Shout out to all the mothers. Happy Mother's Day from yeah. Stuck in Middle Podcast. Yeah, one, one, one time for the mothers, man. Yes, sir, yes, sir. And the mothers to be. And the mothers to be. Hey, shout out my good guy, Derek Mimba. Hey. Just received, I mean, just had his baby yesterday. Yeah. Light skin baby. That will cause troubles, baby. That will cause troubles. But listen, hey, appreciate y'all checking this podcast out on a weekly basis. If you are faithful listener weekly, appreciate you. If you are new to this, hit subscribe. You know, so check us out weekly. We have a new guest in the building. This episode is sponsored by Perfect Office Solution to provide office space for entrepreneurs in the DMV area. So let them know we sent you. Use promo code SITM Podcast. You get 10% off. Again, that's Perfect Office Solution, providing affordable, luxurious office space for DMV yes, sir. entrepreneurs. Hey, listen, man. We got a special guest in the building, bro. Yeah, she is the Vice Chair of Economic Development for the National Black United United Front and host of Akata Girl Chronicles. Please welcome Lauren Owen. Hey! Hey! Middle podcast. Did I say it right? Yes. Ah! Lauren Owen. Check me out. I've been yeah. reading too much lately. <laughs> <laughs> listen, you are the true definition of what being stuck in the middle is. Yeah. We were just talking about it before we went live. What does that mean to you? You know, so we hear stuck in the middle and, you know, what you, what you, you represent. Uh, when I hear stuck in the middle, um, just from my background, I have a Nigerian father and an African-American mother, and um, I was raised split between basically two cultures, mm. um, African-American culture and African culture, and just that unique experience as far as, you know, wanting to fit in with Africans because, that's a, you know, that's what your family is, is and that's what your family is around, so you kind of adopt certain things from that culture, but then also with my African-American friends and my African-American family adopting that um, circle, I mean, that culture. Um, my mom's side has roots from Mississippi, and you know, my dad's side, we have roots from Cross River State. And so it's like, I always feel like sometimes I have to choose between the two. Like, am I too African or am I too African American? You know? <laughs> be honest, though. Yeah. Growing up, you know, so African, you know, being African didn't really be cool, become cool to like. I want to say right before Black Panther. Be, be honest. <laughs> I, you know, you, know you was you was feeling that American side. You know what I'm saying before. You know. No, you know it's it's funny because if I would say probably my early 20s or even late teens. I, that's when I really started embracing my Nigerian side. But I've been going to Nigeria since I was about 16 years old. Or mm-hmm. even well, my first time was actually at six. But I've always grew up around African culture, so that was always a part of me. It was never like oh I just came into. I will say that on a societal level maybe yeah it has been popularized by black panther but i think people understand what their roots are Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of you know what does society say about being african because people are scared of that there's a lot of stereotypes about being african you know what no matter where you're from whether that west africa south africa whatever so 
um, we have to combat those stereotypes. Mm. I like the fact that you said oh, your dad is from Nigeria, your mom is, you know, was born here because a lot of questions we have for you today is tailored towards that. And okay. As my co-host said, you know, you're stuck in the middle and all that. But uh, let's move on to Akata Girls Chronicles, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, your podcast. That's your podcast. podcast. Yeah. Yes, it is. How did you come up? I mean, why why the name Akata Girls Chronicles and what's that all about? Uh, it's funny. So one night I was hanging out with my girlfriends. We were just hanging out at a friend's place, and you know, some she had invited some guests over, and the, the two it was like two three guys. They were from they were from Cameroon, mm. and uh, <laughs> two three And you know, one of them immediately as he sat down, he said, "Oh, I can tell you, Akata." And at first, because I, I know akata to be an offensive word. Like, yeah, I've man. heard it used. Be, yeah, you know, I've heard it used in an offensive way. So I knew automatically that this is a guy I never met. So I took I took it offensively, right? But then, so on the car ride home, I just kept thinking. I'm like, what made him just call me that? And why? Like, why is being a kata wrong? Like, where did these stereotypes that Africans get about African Americans come from? And then where did the stereotypes about Africans come from? And so then... That would cause me to write a Kata Girl podcast and just like you know talk about my own experience being stuck in the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are the uh, the only host in this podcast. I'm the only host of the podcast. No guests. No guests yet. Um, so you you are look, looking to incorporate guests. Yeah, I'm looking to incorporate guests definitely and looking to grow the platform and just talk about different experiences that as African and African Americans we both have mm-hmm. um, because. Even even if we talk about how we're separated, people want to say, "Oh, African African Americans are so different." We just we just think so different. But honestly, when you really look at it, we do not. Yeah, there's so much. There's so many similarities between the two. How? Uh, uh, go ahead, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, they talk about starting podcasts and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, for us, you know, we because we wanted guests to come on, uh, we had to get equipment. You know, we needed space and all that stuff. And being that you're doing it solo. Um, Talk us a little bit about the initial process from um, setting it up, equipment, you know, what you thought you was going to talk about and all that. So honestly, I started a podcast and I was like, you know what, if I say I want to do this, I'm going to do it. I basically just took my phone out, hopped on Anchor and started recording. I didn't have a mic or anything. I just was in a quiet room in my house. And just started talking about how I felt like just random, Mm -hmm. you know, whether pop culture topics and running off of that. Um, and that's really how I just kept going. And then, um, you know, I want to be more consistent with it, of course. But as far as like just doing the work, just doing it. That's mm-hmm. just really how I started doing it. Um, I got a I bought a mini podcast kit off of Amazon. Got a mic and uh, headphones now. Hook mm-hmm. it to my computer. And now that's what I'm doing now. And she going global now. Yeah, I'm going global <laughs> now. Like that's, that's, that was a step up. <laughs> you on a break right now? Yeah, I'm on a break right now. Um, I graduate May 23rd. Shout so out. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. So that's kind of like, you know, now I can put my focus on, you know, building this podcast up for real mm-hmm. and um, just taking it more seriously. And that's really where I'm at with Akata Girl. I was struggling with, um, I was struggling this morning how to, uh, not to be offensive in, mm. in, in any way, shape, or form, I have tough but, skin. Uh, <laughs> how to, like, fit, you know, your akataness in, in terms of, you know, when, when, you know, you have African parents, and, yeah. then you, and you know, they're here, you're born here, mm-hmm. they say you're first generation African or African American or something mm-hmm. like that, like, mm-hmm. how would you call yourself? I don't know how to call myself because it's like I'm not necessarily first generation, mm-hmm. um, 
But what I, makes somebody first generation, anyways? Uh, being first born here. Right? First, I think it's being the first born here. You know, bro. Um, my dad, my dad came to this country. When he was 18 years old. He came to New York. Um, he had the pursuit of in academia. Mm-hmm. Went through this college system. Got his doctorates from University of Pennsylvania. Shout out. So that's like that story of an African immigrant or a, a black immigrant period coming here and doing their best. I, I completely relate to that story where, you know, you see our mothers and fathers, they came to this country, look what they built for us mm. kind of thing. And so you take pride in that as well. And then the same thing with my mom, you know, my mom, she's always been a person that beats to march to, to our own drum. Um, she's always taught me to be strong and be a leader in her own career, in her own path. So it's like I pick up from both cultures and I see the, the good and the bad in both cultures mm. um, because of them. Uh, and just that's that's really the basis of the podcast and just, you know, the message that I'm trying to bring to this platform of, you know, we don't have to choose. It doesn't have to be a war between us every time. Speaking of good and bad and choosing and all that, <laughs> you know, uh, most of our parents, though, like if you I go to your parents, um, some parents, right, some African parents, I tell them, yo, um, I'm dating an Akata or an African-American. Mm-hmm. Think that the African like, nah. Um, yeah. Nah, I've, nah, I've, nah, I've, nah, I've, nah, I've heard it all before. You like know? even when I was in Nigeria, one of my, my brother's friends or one of the family friends who was there, he was telling me how he was, you know, in school in Georgia and you know he's now looking to he just graduated looking to settle down and I was like oh you didn't find anybody in Georgia he's like oh no I can't marry those African American women <laughs> like nah like nah that's not me and he didn't know that I was you know because yeah. he sees me there in Nigeria so he's assuming that I'm there and I'm like oh really so what tell me what about African American girls that you guys that you African <laughs> men you guys love so much but you know that you can't take home to mom or something like that. It's the reverse. Wh- it's the reverse now. I would say <laughs> between like you know us, it's like girls are like, man, I'm not messing with no more Africans. I'm only going to like whites and Asians, mm-hmm. and then guys, really? African guys are like, I'm not messing with no more African. So it's like reverse now mm, from relationship okay. standpoint because it's like you know you're about demons and like African. <laughs> and you know, facts like Africans I, don't I honestly, mess with Africans I've, no more. I've never really actually dated an African guy before. By choice. Not by choice. It just just never happened. Never happened, and then like it just never. You exude the the Akata side more. I guess, I guess so. Do do I? Do, when you say exude the, what is? But what does that mean? That's my question. Like, what does? Have exude? you heard your podcast? <laughs> yeah, I've heard my podcast, okay. but what does that mean? It's like, the Akata side that so comes yeah, out yeah, more. You know, it's, like, it's. I mean, but you say Akata side, this but this is a bad thing. Let me put it. No, it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the issue here is, you guys are very unapologetic with how you carry yourself mm-hmm. and that like that um that attitude you know has in my opinion in my humble opinion has kind of you know moved on to all women at large you know because mm-hmm. when it comes to like and this is still my opinion when mm-hmm. it comes to like the me too movements you know the the, the women's rights and all feminism, whatnot, feminism mm-hmm. and all that you know what i mean like it's mostly you know the african-americans who are like very strong with mm-hmm. it, you know. Um, our women were thought to, you know, just sit back, lay back, and just let things happen, watch things happen. But since they moved here and all that, now it's again like, their voice. Mm-hmm. You know, they so, talk more and more and more. So, but would you think that that's because African women actually experience those things? Yeah, I mean, of course, yeah. yeah. You know, Definitely. African African women experience things that go on um, related to the Me Too movement. African women experience these Heavy. things. You know that relate to misogyny, mm. that relate to sexism mm. within African countries. Mm. Like it exists, it's real, mm-hmm. um, and it's it is global. You know, mm-hmm. of course, um, it's global. So it's not you know, 
I want to say there's much difference when it comes to oh, African women carry themselves like this and then African American women carry themselves like this. Whether you want to call it feminism or not, um, I know... I know in my younger years, I was very, very much attached to the word feminism. I was very, very much attached to the movement of feminism. Um, but I think we've kind of moved into, uh, I, well, I will say me personally, I moved into more of a, what is good for me? What is right and wrong according to me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And understanding myself. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What aspects of the African culture is like, all right, we got to cut that. Or for you personally, it's like, all right, that's bad. And what, Af- what aspects of the American aspects is like, all right, this is bad and good. And what, what are you what are you taking from each and forming yourself? That's you know? a true question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that is a really good question. Let me think on that real quick. Make sure. I, Being that you're yeah, stuck no. in the video, it's like, yeah. all right, I got to Don't no. hold back. Bro. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no hold back. I just want to make sure I'm very clear on what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Um, when I say things that when I see things in the African culture, right, I will say African men, right, and let me say not all African men. So nobody can say not all men. I'm saying not all, so you guys can see that not all African men. But there is a culture that is kind of like I'm the man, and what I say goes, and that's it. Like you know, as a woman, you have they kind of have like a, a role that a woman has to play. Nothing wrong with that role, but it's like. You have to have a balance. I gender think. roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not no, not not changing gender roles. Have a balance. Have a be re- realistic with it. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't live in you know that. Oh, a woman can't have a job and she can't do this and there. She has to be at home with the kids. You know, have a balance and be supportive of your partner. I think a lot of men, um, African men. I'm not even. I wouldn't even say African men. I would just say men in general. There is a society where you guys are. You know lack emotion or you very critical so american men are good in that regard no i would no i'm saying men in general okay i'm saying men in general but then you still i mean we 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 basically want you to distinguish the two like okay one thing here that's bad and one thing here that's bad that you could like you know both parties will come together you know and have like an understanding you know like let's move forward let's move forward Mm -hmm. um so with with african and african-american relations I would say one thing is we do a lot of finger pointing between each other. Mm, um, that's big. You know, and I talked to uh, one fact, of your yeah. yeah, I talked to one of your associates earlier. You know, before we started filming, and you know, she had brought up the point about you know being called African booty scratcher right back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. back in the day, you know, I was called African booty scratcher. I was made fun of like you know the clothes I would wear, the food I would bring to eat. You know. Um, and there was like this, there's this ignorant idea of Africa. And then on the African-American side, we have Africans that, you know, you come to this country and sometimes you're told straight up, like, you know, don't be like them or, hmm. you know, African-Americans are lazy. You know, there's stereotypes. Good job, of, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see? But that's a stereotype. That's a, that's a stereotype. And right, it's not let true. me ask you this. Is this, is this a stereotype? Lazy. Mm-hmm. The fact that um, entitlement, is that a stereotype? When you say, what do you mean when you say entitled? You think African Americans are entitled? Feel Um, entitled? Well, most people say African Americans are entitled. I think that that's not a label you can put just on African Americans, though. You can't say that oh, just African Americans are entitled to whatever. Think that things would just be given to them. This is going to a question that we have, you know. So just giving ahead, you know, uh, you you had some, you know, discrepancies with Yvonne Orji's comments on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, I did. When she said uh, Africans on their way to success overlook um, African Americans. Mm -hmm. So you know, I'm saying, and just picking back over that is like, 
we as Africans, we're like, oh, you, you want it? Go get it. Work hard, hard, hard. But that's the same thing as African-Americans, though. That That's the same thing. That's the same thing that's told in African-American households. My mother has never told me to be basic. My mother has always, you know, pushed in me. Even my, my father as well. But, you know, African-American households are 100% on the same page of pushing excellence into their children and making sure that, you know, they work hard for what they believe in hard work. They believe in doing certain things. Uh, but... In my in, in that episode, I criticized Yvonne because it came off as if, oh, I was told to win and you guys were not, you know. And that is the stereo, and that, that's what feeds the stereotype that you think, oh, African Americans are lazy. That's I'm I'm here to tell you, it's not true. Mm. You know, <laughs> it's not true. Mm. That is a stereo. That's a, that's actually a white supremacist supremacist stereotype. Mm. You know. Um, there's a book that I was I'm reading and I forgot the the author's name, but it's called Stamped, um, by um, I forgot the author's name and I probably will remember it later on, but it's called Stamped from the United States and he breaks down racial myths that have been created, uh, it throughout history that for slaves you know it, it kind of was one of those myths that was created to. I would say justify slavery, mm-hmm. you know, the, the curse of ham or the climate myth that was uh, started by Aristotle, where if you lived below in a certain climate, you had less, lesser intelligence. That's the kind of stereotypes that are put on African-Americans within uh, American history. So, you know, we come into this country as black immigrants and we're told stereotypes about different African-Americans and we run with it and believe it. It's not always true. Yes. Ibram Kendi. Yes. Ibram X. Candy, the book is stamped from the beginning. Yeah, yeah stamped from the beginning. Um, if you're ever a history buff, I love history. It's a great um, uh, uh, resource to just understand, if if you want to, understand how African Americans were shaped, their, their stereotypes were shaped in this country. Dope moment. Who was Ivan? Uh, she's from uh, Insecure, the HBO show. Yeah. And she also have the Jesus and Jalof podcast. Oh, yes. Okay. With, uh, she's with just a, an African, you know, a Nigerian girl out here popping, doing her thing. Popping. What? Sis is on mm-hmm. it. She actually just did Malik Till's uh, My Retreat. She looked beautiful, gorgeous. Um, I think she's an amazing role model, of, of a beautiful Christian woman. I love her message and her platform. But I do think that she was a little dense in her comments um, on on the breakfast club i think and in in, in i don't want to be offensive but i do think that africans uh, sometimes can be a little bit insensitive and uh, like i said a little you know it's tough love man not tough love but i think i think you guys can be a little ignorant to to and i didn't i didn't no but when i say ignorant i just mean lack of knowledge mm-hmm. you know what i mean like lack of interest in the actual history of uh, african americans here yeah yeah you know we, we kind of today, have to what you move yeah have interest in and vice versa and i understand and then there's also a lack of true wanting to really connect with african Mm-hmm. With African uh, history. No, so. if it, no, hold up. Now you vexed yeah. me. Vexed if you. speaking of ignorant, right? Uh-huh. Why is it that um, um, an African American, you know, they cry so much about racism, right? And then they're going to turn around and hate on me like I'm pink or some or yellow or something. Like, dude, dumb, dumb. Last time I checked, with the same color. Yeah. Now, why the hell are you? Can't pull me over. You know what I mean? Like, what too. the hell? Like I said, I think that I think. No, that's ignorant. Yes, there's a level Yo, of ignorance mad, on though. both sides. This is what I'm saying. If you listen on audio, <laughs> the man is crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
that. He's like looking at me with red eye. <laughs> no, I I, want, I agree in that sense. But like I said, when we talk about being stuck in the middle, there's a middle ground where there's problems on both sides. You asked me a question earlier where where's the issue on African-American sides? Where's the issue on African sides? You guys, we both are looking at each other, looking at the problem and not necessarily looking at the upper hand. There's a, there's, a, there's a term called the unseen hand, the unseen hand of white supremacy. Because we can talk about racism here in America, but we can talk about colonialism in America, in Africa too. Mm-hmm. You know, Your own country, Cameroon, was colonized by the French. Nigeria, colonized by the English. Mm-hmm. You know? So we all, we all are touched by white supremacy in a way mm-hmm. that they have, dropped, they have dropped ideas in your head about how African-Americans can act, and then white supremacy in America has dropped ideas in our head about how Africans should act. I grew up thinking, oh, Africans are all dirty. Hearing all the jokes, Africans are dirty, Africans smell bad, you go off the plane, you want to catch AIDS, you all walk around with spears, oh, we're, you know, is there lions? Some, I, some. I, mean, I, I remember I came back from Nigeria and I was asked, oh, did you see lions? I mean, right. I did because I went on safari, but yeah, you know, like, I ain't seen. No, I, have, I have yet to see a lion. I saw them in an in actual zoo, life. like it would here, but you know that. My coworker used to ask me that. I just looked at him, just like, you know, have you seen a so, lion? <laughs> so it's like it's on both sides, but I always have to remember that white supremacy has touched all of us. Mm. So when you say, "Oh, why African Americans are so gunned up on racism?" You guys are gunned up on racism too. You may not have the same acknowledgement, but. We were we were just as colonized. We were just as touched by it. As I'm not. Else. I'm, I'm not denying that. At the end of the day, we all black. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if I get pulled over, the cops are like, "Oh, are you African?" Uh, <laughs> it's not on my driver's license that yo, you're African. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we like we face the same thing. We all getting shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't don't don't, don't call me saying, "Oh, but you African." Go for me. Go for like, me. Like, 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 dude, what does that even mean? I will say, like I said, don't shoot me. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like I said, I think the contention comes from these beliefs that we both hold about each other mm. Africans hold beliefs about African Americans that are negative and African Americans hold beliefs about Africans Sweet. you know a lot of my friends will say you know Africans they come off very haughty they come off like they're better than everybody they come off like you know oh African Americans are lowly etc etc I tell you these Africans but we dress that- better look I tell you this matter of fact hold on I tell you this matter of fact I tell you this I, I know myself okay. you know what I mean and when I put on my self confidence and I step out it's not my problem that you don't got. It's not my fault you don't got self confidence. You know, I'm hundred percent. Go find yours. I found mine. Find your own. I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that African Americans are all like. Mm, mm, mm. I'm saying that we're talking about societal stereotypes mm-hmm. that we believe in. Mm-hmm. You know, not just personal. Somebody can have a personal issue with an African because that's their own personal yeah. issue. They had one anecdotal experience with the African, and then that's how they look at Africa. They had Ghanaian jollof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Nigerian jollof is the only one that we should be talking now, about. Molly, Molly, yeah, no, Molly, what's that face? My only, my only issue I have, my only issue I have right now is the fact that you know you um, you try to talk like sports, for example, right? When you say soccer, they all look at you sideways like. It's football. Like, what the heck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you know it's football and oh, you know it's football and basketball. And, and, basketball. and you go, why do even call it soccer, man? Like, that's even like the that's not even a good sport. I'm like, bro, you ever played soccer before? <laughs> nah, go run for 90 minutes and more, then come back and more soccer yeah. than any sport in the world. You know, what I mean? but let's yeah. put let's put a, a pin on it. You know, what I'm saying talk a little bit about national black un, 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 yeah, yeah, united, united front. front. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> national black united front. You are the vice chair. 
vice chair. How long have you been a vice chair? I actually have been just about a little over a year. Okay. Um, what is the, the National Black United Front? Well, the National Black United Front is an organization that um, it was created by four gentlemen, uh, Reverend... Sorry, I just wanted them to hear you, you know. Yeah, um, so the National Black United Front is an organization that is all about the mission of uniting um, different African and African American people, no matter what your, you know, what your religion is, no matter what your political stance is, it's about uniting us as on a black liberational front, uh, having a united front and putting in the work, you know, that our ancestors, that we march forward and, you know, just make sure that we're on top of everything. How long has it been in existence? Um, we're, we're coming up on July, we'll be celebrating our 40th anniversary. 40th, man. Yeah, our 40th yeah. anniversary, so we're going to have... Is like a march involved? No, we're gonna have a, um, an anniversary uh, convention, mm-hmm. um, and that link will also be in uh, on the Akata Girl Instagram if you're interested in attending. We'll just have a you know beautiful reception, just reviewing the stuff that we've done throughout the years, the work that has been put in. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna have some of the founders in the building, so it's just gonna be a time to celebrate you know the work that we've done and the work that we continue to do. What are some of the works you've done um, and works you plan on doing? Well, I, I, I sit on the, the board with the National Black United Front, the D.C. chapter, and several programs that we put on, like every month we do a Feed the Hood program, which is actually occurring today, um, but the next one will be in June, at, most likely at the either Berry Farms or P.D. Green, but that information will be coming out next month. We uh, collect over about 250 homeless care packages um, and disperse that throughout the Southeast D.C. area. We also have our Najoya Wisu um, after school program where we teach young kids in the Southeast DC area about uh, STEM related uh, programming or STEM related uh, topics and just after school help in general. And then we also have our cleanup neighborhood. We have an adopt a block. We also have our Sankofa study circle, which is um, every Sankofa, Thursday. Yeah, yeah Sankofa yeah. study circle where that really is just. Uh, embracing that knowledge of self we have like a either a book or a theme every month where we just you know educate the people and you know talk about things that's going on within the uh within the black community because mm-hmm. that's just really where it's at there's um two things you mentioned that really stands out one was um like feeding the homeless or and stem mm-hmm. um when it comes to like feeding the homeless or closing the homeless and stuff um we have a lot of different um non-profits that also doing the same thing like distant mm-hmm. relatives, distant relatives yeah. um, um rich, yeah you guys have a lot of charities that come yeah, on here rich yeah. aqua you know mm-hmm. being one why not being that the black too you know and they're all about the black movements i mean is that um do you guys wait for them to reach out to First off, do you guys part? Do you guys have a program to partner with this different nonprofits? Well, one hundred percent. We definitely um, are all about collaboration. We work with several different um, fraternities and sororities within the D.C. area. Um, the National Society of Black Engineers has been a really big help. Um, the Black Millennials for Flint. I know my yeah, uh, CEO, my CEO, uh, the CEO of that I'm actually she's one of my great mentors. I love her. Um, we've worked together on certain events. Um, we just recently had our Black Black women's uh black power women's conference yeah, march uh, yeah, yeah. back mar- in march that was definitely um my first time really organizing something on that level and it was a great experience because it just you just knew you were passing on good information to or making good information accessible to communities like the southeast dc or just east of the river river in general mm-hmm. people hear a lot about southeast and they're like uh, southeast you know like 
Pull up to balance. Southeast, man. It's yeah. culture. No, yeah, it's it's like the, don't mute go, uh, DC uh, campaign going on right now. Don't be scared. Don't don't be scared. Of, and I, honestly, it's like I'm not scared of anywhere that has black people. Like I feel 100% the most comfortable around black people, whether African or African Americans. I don't care what what neighborhood city it is. It's kind of like you know, I feel safer. Mm-hmm. Or not necessarily. I wouldn't say safer. I just feel you know. Home. Yeah, I feel home. I feel mm-hmm. good. Have you ever been robbed? No. <laughs> <Okay>. Don't <laughs> please so go for me. Don't get wrong. So you involved with uh, Black Millions of Flint a little bit. Yeah. Speak about the effort, you know, to bring clean water to cities that are still plagued with, you know, uh, lead contaminated water. Uh, to I this mean, day. To this day. Yeah, to to this day. To this yeah, day. To this day. Um <laughs> we just recently, um, Jaden Smith, he came out to Flint with the um the water box project, which is shout super, out to Icon Jaden. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he definitely his parents raised him right, um, and it's it's just an ongoing issue. Just recently, we were talking about um, how the CDC has yet to increase the age limit or the um, excuse me increase the testing limits for lead. Um, as you know, with lead, you know they're counting it as oh only at ten you know point ten milligrams, but really you can see major effects at point five. Mm-hmm. So that limit needs to be tested as well. Um, we just a couple months ago we had our um, our what's it called our lead prevention day mm-hmm. where we actually went out into a Baltimore city and canvassed the area, um, just asking the community there like you know do you know what your options are? Do you know what to ask your tenant? Are you aware that you know this area is condemned for lead? Um, Baltimore. I mean, in Baltimore, it just has a long, long, long history with lead, uh, with lead poisoning within the city. It's not just Flint. Um, areas in Detroit, areas in D- in Chicago, areas in Memphis, every areas right here in DC. You know, um, it's a serious environmental justice issue that you know particularly um, affects Black and Brown people. Just period. Like mm-hmm. it's just environmental racism. Period. Like mm-hmm. it's not. There's no. If lead is entirely preventable. Like it's entirely preventable, and um, there is a study going on in Morgan State that is, you know, about you know treating the soil and trying to prevent more lead being spread or to to eradicate lead poisoning. But on on a governmental level, uh, it's still a mess. It's still mm-hmm. it's still a mess, and it's still a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm grateful for organizations like Black Millennium for Flint and and women like Latricia and Michelle. Shout out Latricia. Yeah, yeah. She's been on the pod. Go check out the episode. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Definitely check her out. And also check us out on BET. We just aired. Um, we were part yeah, of BET. doing it. Yeah, we were uh, on BET. My sister, you bring the money. <laughs> <laughs> we have a docu-series. Um, it's called Finding Justice, produced by The Rock. Um, it's on BET. It's on like demand. Johnson? Yeah, we're yeah by Dwayne Johnson. Um, it's on it's on BET on demand, and yeah, we are there, and we just that just yeah. Shout out Seven doing. Bucks Productions. Quick question. Yeah, so, would you drink um spring spring water? And I'm not talking about bottled water. Bottled water. I'm talking about spring water that's flowing. <laughs> if it told you it was clean, if, if they told me it was clean, if, if they if they tested it and I knew it was clean, then yeah, I would. But if I was desperate, I would. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, mean, I, I wouldn't did. try my luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to that African, African American mentality. Mm-hmm. See, if that was me, I would drink it. Why? Because I grew up to that. I have no problem. But here's here's the thing. That. I'm also I, so my father's village. Can I got look at you like? <laughs> you, you know, you've been here for years. And your body is now immune to this. But but understand. It's okay. We'll drink it. But understand that, like I understand that history and that connection, because my father's village is Abakum Waterfalls. 
It's Say a it again. Abukum waterfalls. Abukum waterfalls and Cross River State. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, See, I know you're about. Uh, uh, no, 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 I'm not uh, your about. There are more Nigerians out no, there than you're about. No, ethnic or uh, a jagam. <laughs> that's our, that's our native language, a jagam. Uh-huh. Um, my grandfather who who passed about five years ago. Um, it's it's a blessing to be connected to that kind of culture. So I 100% understand that whole like I'm connected and you're not connected. Mm-hmm. But trust and believe, even as I stand as an Akata, I'm very much connected to Nigeria. Um, just this past New Year's, I was in Nigeria. I was able to go down to the waterfalls. And it's such an, a beautiful experience to connect to something that my father was able to, you know, mm-hmm. my father stood there. Mm-hmm. You know, my brother stood there. You know, my grandfather stood there. So I 100% understand that, have that feeling of I'm Nigerian, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but sometimes in this culture, I feel like I have to defend that because... Stuck in the middle. I'm not always seen as African. I'm always, I'm not always seen as fully African American, mm-hmm. um, but I relate to both sides. As yes, you was drink from the spring water because that's where you grew up. That's your home. But then I might not because I also understand that people don't always treat our home right, um, and that comes from colonization. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she put a stamp on it. She put a stamp on it. Before before close up, you know this this episode is mm-hmm. there anything you know you want the people to know that we haven't touched on? Yeah. Um. What I want the people to know. <laughs> she pulled out the accent. <laughs> <laughs> what I want the people to know. Okay. No. <laughs> no. One of the things that I, I want people to know that we should see each other. You know. Um, that's really that's really the driving force behind a Kata Girl podcast. I know people. Uh, and when I posted the episode about Yvonne, people were like, oh, you call yourself a kata, what do you expect? Da, 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 da. But it's like, I want people to see each other, especially especially between African and African-American women. I think that we can learn a lot from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we can connect to e- with each other because I think women women right now, this year, this is the year of the women, you know? I see so many uh, female entrepreneurs, doing their thing. Yeah, women who are just doing their thing, African women in tech, African-American women in corporate center, African-American women just killing it, organizing, um, and doing their thing. And I think on a level, when we talk about black liberation in general and the organization that I, I'm with, the National Black United Front, being that uniter, um, and that's really what I want us to focus on. Like, it doesn't have to be, oh, because this and that. It's, I see you, you see me, you're doing, we're on the same mental playing field. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, man. When do you graduate? I graduate May 23rd. From where? University of Baltimore. I begin my master's in uh, nonprofit management. Is there jello involved at the cookout? Oh, it's definitely jello. Hey, it's my mind. It's too fish. <laughs> you know? Uh, let me tell you what How can people get connected with you and uh, find out about the podcast and all? Um, mm. Definitely. So if you want to follow my podcast, it's Akata Girl, the podcast. Um, and that is going to be on my Instagram. On my personal Instagram. Instagram is at Akata Girl. That's at Akata Girl, G R L underscore. Um, if you're interested in knowing more about the National Black United Front and what we have been going on, if you want to collaborate with us, um, please reach out to us at Black United Front on Instagram. Um, and I'll drop my email address. It's going to be economic development at blackunitedfront.net. Just um, So, yeah. yeah. Um, definitely looking to collaborate. We're, ne- we're expecting vendors, so we definitely want to connect with you. And we got thank you guys so much for this platform to connect with, you know, people who are like-minded and 
about uniting us as people. I appreciate it. The no pleasure doubt, is no ours. Doubt. Yeah. Kata sister, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, if you enjoyed this conversation, it's been electric. Uh, it can continue in the comment section. Share it. You know what I'm saying? We want this conversation to continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Appreciate you for coming through and kicking Thank it with us. Thank you guys so much. Yes, I appreciate sir. it. Yeah. yeah. Just a couple of things I want to let uh, people know. Uh, blog, you know, it's going on right now. Um, a series started by AK. It has morphed into a, a thing of its own. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a celibacy people, you know what I'm saying, voicing Mm-mm-mm. their thing. Mm-hmm. And then you got a no limit people, you know what I'm saying, just <laughs> coming out. Yeah. Coming no out now. limit. No <laughs> limit. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. She would have no limits. <laughs> but listen, it's, uh, it's, 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 we're bringing it live, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're thinking sometime in July, so stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. We want you to come out and, uh, yeah, let's have a conversation live because a lot of people is like, yo, I don't like that side, what that's saying, you know. So we will talk about it. You know, details are going to come out soon. You can come out and uh, let's let's have the conversation live. And also, next week we're having the Traveling Coco Girls. They're going to come kick it with us. They are a collective of girls who, you know what I'm saying, just get together and travel and have fun. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, you know, connect with them. So that's coming up March. This is May, right? May 19th. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, and... Um Go read our Mother's Day blog, which will, you know, go live later today. Yes, sir. And, yeah, it's a very beautiful piece written by um, Ali. Ali you know, Mufar. Ali's always, you know, writing some stuff. Yeah, you know, man. Shout out to Ali Ma, um, Valen. Um, Achiri. Achiri Ma. And that's my uncle's name, Achari. And everybody who's contributed to you know to the blog post um this far man it's been great it's been yes, swell sir. you know what yeah, I mean man. a lot of knowledge yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this episode has brought to you in partnership with Perfect Office Solutions providing affordable professional and flexible private office spaces starting at just four ninety nine yeah man use promo code SITM podcast to get ten percent off your oh. monthly lease again. the what? I'm just trying to imagine. Uh, again, the promo code is SITM Podcast to get 10% off your monthly, monthly lease. lease. Hey, uh, review the show. Review and uh, comment. Comment. Like, screenshot. Like, screenshot. Subscribe. 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 You know, to our um, YouTube channel. Um, yeah, man. Uh, social um, media link. Um, handle is SITM uh, Podcast. Um, we're stuck with the podcast. And we out. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Stuck in the Middle podcast. You can email us at stuckinthemiddle237 at gmail.com. Stay connected with us on social media at SITM Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and SoundCloud. And visit us on the web at sitmpodcast.com.